No Guts, No Galaxy is recorded in front of a live studio audience. This is an adult podcast containing adult language. Consider yourself warned. Are you tired of feeling like you don't matter? Would you like to travel to worlds only seen in hollow vids? How would you like to make more money in a few months than most make in a lifetime? And most of all, would you love to be a part of a unit that plays hard and kicks ass? Then the Dreadnought Merc Corp may be the unit for you. Any mech warriors interested are welcome to come check us out. Just go to dreadnoughtmerkcorp.engine.com and take the first step in joining the Dreadnought Merc Corp. Also accepting contracts. You're listening to the Game Casting Broadcast Network. <laughs> Live from the outreach studios around the world, this is a No Guts, No Galaxy podcast. And now, your host, Phil, a.k.a. Sean Lang. Welcome to the No Guts, No Galaxy podcast number 63. My name is Phil, and I'm your host. It is March 6, 2013, and well, my shout-out, it's going to go to Darren. Uh, I'm glad you're all right, buddy, and I'm glad you're home. Uh, You sort of freaked me out with that text Saturday morning, but uh, he is home. He is a little bit less of a man, minus a gallbladder, but uh, I'm glad you're safe, buddy, and this podcast is for you. Brandon, who do you have tonight? Hello, this is Brandon, also known as Catrick Hell, and tonight my show goes to the live studio audience, of course our listeners online, and Aces. There you have it. Yeah, I agree. Live studio audience members representing tonight. And Daniel, Mr. Boo, who do you have, buddy? Hey guys, my shout-out's going to Star Citizen. It is a game by Chris Roberts, you know, the guy who made Wing Commander and Freelancer. Very excited about this game. Hope it does well. Yeah, I'm actually looking forward to that as well, not gonna lie. And Greg, who do you have tonight, bud? I'll admit when you gave that shout out to Darren, less of a man, that's not the first thing that I thought of, the gold letter. <laughs> I'm glad he's doing well too. I want to give my shout out to Guy Brand over at WeLoveFine.com. He has given me podcast swag parody with Phil, uh, because now my podcast for EVE Online Declarations of War also has shirts. <laughs> there you have it. I know I saw that on Facebook and you were like, oh, shirts, oh my god. So, very, very cool. Phil beat me to shirts, but I was like, ah. Oh can't let that stand so if you want to check them out if you're into the evil online game if you're part of that community go to declarationswar.com click the swag link i was gonna say i beat you to not wearing pants either well podcast recording Hmm. no you did not (laughs) (laughs) and of course welcome to all of our live studio audience members thank you for coming out and to our new listeners out there hopefully you enjoy this podcast as much as we do and of course we ask you if you like what we're doing with the podcast with critical hits comics with both podcasts with the youtube videos with the twitch streams oh my gosh here we go with music with oh there's so much stuff hey if you like what we're doing head over to our website 
website. There's a tip jar on the right side. Show us your love. And we ask that, hey, maybe if you're doing a little bit of shopping, we've got this awesome Amazon affiliate program. It doesn't add anything to your, um, you know, your order at all, but it gives us a little bit of kickback to NGNG. It's a good way to support us. And of course, it doesn't do anything to your order at all. And I actually, uh, someone asked about getting it set up for a European countries and stuff like that. Me and Darren are going to look into it. So thank you again for that suggestion. 25th Merrick Militia is looking for you. Just starting out and needing to learn the ropes? Long-time pilot looking for something more than four-man pugs? We are recruiting from the most seasoned veterans to the greenest cockpit jockeys for eight-man drops. You can find us at 25thmerrickmilitia.com for recruitment. Or if you are a unit looking for some fun and a challenge, you can also contact us there. The 25th Merrick Militia. With 15 years of existence, we must be doing something right. The No Guts, No Galaxy News, founded in 2011, reporting in 3050. Hey, make sure to go over to our YouTube channel, No Guts, No Galaxy TV, on our YouTube. Uh, basically, I posted up a, uh, a cataphract a ride-along video, the 2X. Uh, I told you guys I was going to be focusing on ride-along videos of variants that aren't necessarily used all the time or I see on the battlefield, and damn, I love the 2X. I did really, really well, and I actually died in the making of that video, but uh, it was actually a really good uh, showcase of the particular uh, uh, chassis and variant, so make sure to check that out. Hey, if you like what we're doing over there, hit subscribe, like it, give me your feedback, let me know your setups, and I do read all of the comments that come up. All right, we got the Twitch TV schedule up on our calendar at NoGutsNoGalaxy.net. Hey, make sure to follow us over at the IGP page. Uh, make sure to subscribe. That way you guys get notifications. I usually start about 10 minutes early, start playing music, getting the getting the blood flowing, getting you guys pumped up, ready to go. So make sure to head over there, and we will be kicking off things on our no Guts, no Galaxy TV. It's NGNG TV uh, Twitch channel, so make sure to head over there as well, and I will get you the link for that next week. Are you looking for members for your Battletech or MechWare unit? Advertise with NGNG today and reach thousands of potential recruits. For your own unit ad, head over to the website and check out the support NGNG page for more information. And if you have any questions, make sure to email us. We have no problem with answering any of your questions. Is your unit looking for voice comms or a place just to hang out and chat with Battletech and MechWarrior fans? If so, get set up on the No Guts, No Galaxy Outreach TeamSpeak 3 server today. Server information is located on our website. Once you're logged in, you can contact me, Sean Lang, to get you set up and or any other server admin. And if they don't know how to do it, they're just gonna call me anyway. So yeah, about that. Uh, we've got a ton of people on this TS3. It is one of the most active TS3s. It is free to use. Uh, it is password protected for everyone out there. But if you go to our website, there's a connect to TS3 button on the right side. You have to have TS3 installed, but it'll auto connect you and set up a bookmark as well. And if you have any questions, make sure to just hit us up. You can hit us up on Facebook and or our website with that. Critical hits number 20, touchy this Monday. I loved it. I think it was very subtle in its meaning, and this was actually a fan suggestion that uh, Short Painter, aka Rudy, uh, did. And he's actually going to be doing a lot more of these, by the way. He's been inundated with ideas, and some of them just so happen to be actually very, very good ideas. So I'm sure once we also have our form on our new website up and live, you guys will be able to have direct access to Short Painter and give him, um, you know, uh, ideas left and right. Uh, so. What did you guys think? Did you like this one, Brandon? I actually really liked the uh, the joke at the end. I think it was probably one of the better comics recently. Yeah? 
Anybody else? I mean, did you guys like it? Yeah, Emriger uh, suggested it, and it's silly, so. Now, one suggestion I've had that actually has got me thinking is, we were told, hey, you guys should leave the bubbles blank, and so get a comic out there that has, you know, your own, you know, illustration in it, but then put one out there that's blank and let the fans uh, insert their own comments to sort of see what comes out of that. Is that something you guys would like? If so, let us know. And uh, I think that would be sort of funny. Looks okay. Yeah, it's blown up. Everyone says yes. So um, it may be one of those things where we do on the forums too, and you guys are able to submit your ideas. And if anything, it could be one of those things where we uh, we release on Monday, and maybe uh, that following, like Wednesday, we release a uh, one from the community. So yes, a very very good idea. Yeah, people love doing that. Yeah, most definitely. All right, so we got two community spotlights, and um, I think uh, Brandon is going to get the first one for me. It is, uh, first off, this picture I posted up on Facebook last night. His name is Spooky777, and this picture is Ambush. I just want to point this out to you. This is mech porn. Frickin' mech porn. I saw this immediately. I put it as my desk. Literally, it's my desktop right now. Hey, make sure to follow that guy on DeviantArt. I've actually contacted him, and I said, you know what, dude? I want to see more. Please do more. I... Everyone wants to see more. And uh, it's sort of funny because uh, if you look at the comments on the picture, Mechazone went over there and saw it. And, you know, it's funny because the guy was like, oh my God, it's Mechazone. Like, I follow you. And very, very awesome. I love it. It just, that is artwork right there. Just pure and simple, just artwork. So thank you again, Spooky. I can't wait to see more of your work. The amount of detail in the picture is just phenomenal. Yep. You notice in the Atlas, by the way, he has a turret, basically the waistline. He has a turret ring in there as well which is very very realistic that's basically what our tanks have too inside like just beautiful i love it thank you so much for you know he posted that and i was like oh my god yes the next uh spotlight we have is another piece of artwork and this actual individual contacted me and he goes by the star dweller and it is a picture of a shadow cat now this guy is actually going to be doing concept art like this he's just going to toss it my way every few weeks I think the next one, uh, he asked me personally what I wanted to see next, and I was like, well, I, w I always love Centurions, and I love to see Timberwolves. And so I have no idea if those are what he's going to do next, but uh, thank you again. The great work. I love the Shadow Cat, which, by the way, was like my favorite mech in uh, MechWare Living Legends when I played. You can ask Deity. Travis uh, used to roll with him all the time. All right, so the next thing we got is, uh, yeah, if you have a community spotlight, make sure to send your submissions to spotlight at nogutsnogalaxy.net. We look at all the emails that come in and, you know, we see, hey, you know, this be worthy for you guys to get out there. And so, yeah, there you have it. Local games. So we have three local games. I'm going to go over these as quickly as I can. The first one up is we have SoCal Battletech Cup and it's a West Coast Battletech event in Fullerton, California. It takes place on Sunday, April 14th from 12 p.m. to 10 p.m. Wow, 10 hours straight. That's crazy. At the Firebase location, card addiction games, call 714-870-1194 for more info. Details will be on the show notes. And the next one up is for experienced Battletech players in the Phoenix area, Catalyst demo rep Joel Aggie. He says, we'll be holding a one-on-one -on -one tournament this coming Saturday. Next up, we have Land Party. And this actually was sent to me. And it's a Plan B Merchant Co-op in Halifax, Nova Scotia from March 15th at 6 p.m. until Sunday, March 17th at 6 p.m. So basically 24 hours from the, uh, or 
two days, 48 hours. And setup begins at 4 p.m. So start bringing your gear then. It's a $12.50 uh, you know, fee from Friday, Friday to Sunday, $10 for Saturday and Sunday, $5 uh, day pass. Lots of games, including MechWare Online, TF2, Counter-Strike Source, and more. Head over to the website and here is a link for you if you're interested. And of course, that info will be in the show notes for you. So yeah. Are you playing a tabletop game in your area and looking for more players? Or do you want to start one? If so, we'd love to announce it for free on our show. Email us at localgamesnogalaxy.net with your info. Don't forget to send us your pictures or it didn't happen. For those who have got t-shirts, send me your pictures so I can post them on Facebook. And of course, funding for this podcast is brought to you by you. This is a listener-supported podcast, and your donations keep us on the air and pay for things such as hosting, TeamSpeak 3, equipment, software, prizes, and other projects. Check out our tip jar on the right side of the website, and we also have podcast unit ads, George Ledoux recordings, and I just want to say thank you so much for the support out there. And if you haven't, you know, if you can't, it's totally cool. We totally understand. But if you have the capacity, definitely help out. By the way, hosting. We're switching our host, website host. Uh, so that didn't happen today. We're waiting for our web guy uh, to get home from work. But uh, that's definitely something that's going to be happening probably tomorrow or the next day. Couldn't lock down the website. Totally new, but I couldn't lock it down. So people were registering, posting comments, and we couldn't back up the site. So yeah, sorry. <laughs> Hello there, this is Duncan Fisher speaking to you from Outreach Studios. I know the best of the best when it comes to mech warriors on Solaris. And do you know who they talk about when it comes to digging your ass out of the fire when the shit hits the fan? Arm. The Australasian Royal Mechanized Division. These guys have been slugging it out since Gallipoli 1915. Only now they do it with a mech and a heavy Gauss rifle. So if you need to call in reinforcements to get the job done, or simply hire someone for some good old-fashioned payback, call on the professional team at ARM. They'll set the odds in your favor. For contracts and recruiting, turn your terminals to www.armed.net.au. That's spelt A-R-M-D A-U. And remember, if you need to get even, get armed. All right, George, are you there? Yes, I am. All right, go ahead and do your two picks and let me know the uh, the picks if you don't mind. Sure. Do you want me to tell them to you or print them on the screen here, buddy? You, you can tell them to me if you want. Okay, well, the f- I you know, people didn't realize that they were out in the audience and I was looking at them and reacting to them and they're posting. And by golly, you either screwed yourself out of a good prize or you enamored yourself to me so <laughs> here you go <laughs> uh the first one is private zimmy private zimmy okay and who's the second one the second one is chevrolet 103 oh chevrolet 103 what's going on hey you guys just won the tactical command atlas posters so what i need you guys to do zimmy and uh, Chevrolet is uh, start up a little conversation with me real quick on TS3, and I will get your your info after this podcast. So stay online. I'd like to say thank you again for uh, <laughs> Tactical Command Crew, Persona Studios for sending those uh, Atlas posters. Very very cool of you. And uh, yeah, we've got plenty more to come. I'm just going to keep giving them away until I run out. Now tonight's going to be a little bit different. We don't have Mama Bear Darren here. And so, uh, yeah, we've got a lot of, uh, well, I would say interesting topics to cut to, uh, 
We've got a lot of interesting topics to cover tonight. So, well, I've got a few guys from the community that are part of this TS3 on a daily basis, and I'm going to go ahead and introduce them. The first guy up is Zomboid, aka Jai, is that correct? That is correct. And uh, Zomboid, you're part of Armed, so welcome, Armed, and of course, Jai. And the second person we have is Travis, aka Deity from Knights of the Inner Sphere. What's going on, Deity? Hey, how you doing? Good. And of course, on the last, but definitely not least, is Adam from Aces and my own unit. How you doing, buddy? Doing pretty good. All right, guys. Well, what we're going to do here is we're going to roll through a few things. We're going to dive into some, you know, live studio questions. Then we're going to roll into some of the meat. I want to hear your guys' opinion on some of these things, because again, my job isn't to influence everyone out there. It's to, to bring an informed discussion topic to you guys. And, and obviously we have some interesting topics to talk about tonight. So let's go ahead and dive into the next topic. All right, Mech of the Week, your vote, your choice. We had 44 votes on this, and the particular winner of this, well, you guys should know it pretty well, especially if you play Mech or Online, but uh, specifically, we have the Raven. Now, most of you guys know the Raven pretty well. It's actually one of those iconic mechs, look-wise, aesthetics. I don't know about you guys, but I've always sort of liked the Raven. Uh, it just has a smooth, sort of sleek... Uh, I don't know... It, it, I never really thought of it like being apparent to like a stealth fighter, which is always angular and stuff, but it just, I don't know, it just had this different look to it. But anyways, let's get into the details. It is a light mech. It is 35 tons, and specifically one we're talking about is the 3L. It has one SRM-6, two medium lasers, BAP, NARC, TAG, and ECM. Now, have you guys actually utilized this in the tabletop at all, Brandon? Raven is one of my most favorite mechs of all time. I put it in like every Lance company whatever i can have if it has any sort of application like i have any missile launching mechs of any kind there's a raven in that lance now why is that though because it is every piece of electronic warfare in the game at a certain tech level all rolled up into one relatively maneuverable not super well armored but not bad and pretty hard hitting package uh, with those medium lasers and the SRM-6, it can actually hold its own. The ECM protects everybody else, really, from any other kind of electronic warfare coming in. It can tag things, it can shoot the NARC beacon, improve your missile hits. The Beagle Active Probe normally isn't super useful, but if you're playing with the Fog of War rules on the tabletop, it's invaluable. Yeah, I was going to say, it definitely helps if you're playing with some of the advanced uh, rules. I think we've used the Raven in... Well, actually, had, did we use it in the Megamech campaign? Yeah, we did only like for a few minutes before it got destroyed horribly. Yeah, yeah it lasted maybe like three or four turns. Was that the in result to you, Boo? Was that what it was? It could have been. <laughs> um, so anyways, uh, there are actually a lot of variants and obviously there's some fun little details and we'll go ahead and check those out really quick. And of course, everyone out there is who plays Mecha Online, you're actually used to the 3L. I think most people would say it's the it's the go-to. Now, obviously, in the tabletop, it works a little bit differently. But one thing I do want to point out is it's expensive. You know, even the 3L at 5.7 million C-bills for, for a light, light battle mech. Well oh, my gosh. 3.7 for a light is quite a bit. Now, you do get your money's worth, but it's one of those things where if you're doing a campaign or something like that, do not throw this just out there without some type of protection. Um, it, it's just, it's not really, it's not, it's just not worth it. It's not, no, 
not not a, not one bit. All right, now community questions. We had a lot of community questions, but most of them were actually pointed at Garth and or at PGI members. Garth is actually still on vacation. I asked him earlier. He's not able to come tonight, but we do have a special guest lined up next week, which is Brian Ekman. Brian Ekman's going to be on the show next Wednesday, and I'm sure he will be able to answer all of your questions, or at least I'm sure is willing to answer all of them but uh so yeah make sure to check us out next week when we have brian on the show but what we're going to do is because we have certain topics that uh we're going to be covering in a little bit we're just going to go ahead and skip the community questions segment and we're going to roll right into mecha online and the reason being is some of these discussion topics will be actually asking your guys's opinion directly so get ready for it All right, for MechWar Online, we had a few things going on this past week. We had the IGN article, which basically talked about testing grounds and which came out Tuesday. We also had info on the Cicada Hero Mech, the X5. Now, how do you guys like the X5 so far? I've gotten to drop a few times with it. I actually really like it quite a bit. I've been trying to find a really good optimal build with it. Uh, right now, I've been rolling with either two medium pulse lasers and two streak twos or four medium lasers and two streak tubes. I was gonna say, I saw Garth rolling with uh, four medium lasers, two SRM4, and it was actually working out pretty well for him. That was actually yesterday on the Twitch event. I got one, I haven't played in that much, and I still feel like I really just need to find my spot with it and sort of like, you know, just my, my, my zen, man. I gotta find the zen in it. It's not my nine alpha, it definitely goes a little bit faster than that. I honestly think the testing grounds is probably one of the biggest things, the patches uh, for the patch on Tuesday. You know, I feel like it's sort of, um, it's been trumped by some of the other stuff, obviously content, UI changes, and we'll get into that in a second, but I just want to sort of iterate how important it is to be able to bring in new players and them obviously watch tutorial videos and, and uh, read up, but then be able to go in an environment to where they can learn those things without getting basically rolled because uh, you know that, that it's it's a tough learning environment when you have to learn while under fire. So uh, kudos to that, and obviously we'll touch on that in just a second. So I, I honestly I think that was one of the most important things. All right, so we got a March update. We've got the Jaegermet coming out on the 19th. We had the X5 uh, on Tuesday. We've got uh, skins. We have the new mountain line. I really didn't like it. I don't, do you guys like that? I've seen some interesting concepts of people trying to use it properly or not i shouldn't say properly but like some different patterns and stuff like that but i, I don't like it personally what about you boo have you uh, messed with it no i haven't it's different i've seen a lot of actually people uh there's a thread on i don't know where it was at i don't know if it was the forums if it was over the mwoc reddit but they were doing uh flag colors for different countries so like, like i saw spain i saw usa i mean so i saw those things so that was sort of funny but i don't know aesthetically i i have looked at it on a few mechs i just i just don't want to be bothered what does the vegabond look like do we know have we seen a picture of that yeah i have not seen that one no, that one's the 19th, so hopefully something better than Mountain Line. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Obviously, Testing Grounds came out um, now. Obviously, with March update is the consumables, Coolant Flush, and Artie, which we'll talk about in just a uh, minute. Don't say we, the Coolant yeah, word. I know, right? So we've got uh, Termaline Desert. Is that the correct pronunciation for that? I assume so. I'm not an English major, though, unfortunately. Well, I always I always pronounce it as Tourmaline. Tourmaline? Okay. 
There you go. We also have extended user stats. Actually, this is phenomenal, by the way. We'll talk about it in just a second. And we've got new challenges soon. Design a trial mech challenge, which actually I think is really cool. They're gonna be doing a design a heavy mech. I think this is uh, one of those things where it'll really, I think you'll have a, a lot of engagement from the community to be able to say, hey, you guys design this and then boom, it's in game. I, th I think that's like exceptional. Uh, I think if they do a lot of those, it might just be a big hit with the community. Um, I don't know about you guys, but uh, you know, it's it's just one of those things where it's all about engagement, right? They're creating this game, creating an experience, and to be able to say, hey guys, you have a chance to make a mark on something literally, like visibly in the game, and then be able to use it. I think that's like awesome. All right, so we've got the patch notes from uh, yesterday, March 5th. We've got, obviously, we've already talked about it, the X5 Hero Mech aesthetically and all those fun things. It looks really cool. It is different. It's got the missile launchers in the front, left and right torso, no ECM. I know a lot of people are like, why? It doesn't have ECM. I'm not buying it. Well, don't buy it, I guess. We've got the new hanging items. They actually introduced like five different ones. There's a bullet, there's dog tags, there's fuzzy dice. Actually, I need to get my fuzzy dice and there's air freshener, which I thought was appropriate for Darren. Uh, I think we should. <laughs> and then of course, we've got save your kill and defensive kill bonus. This was actually sort of a really cool thing. It was basically saying that within like a certain time frame, if you're, if you kill someone and they've been attacking your friend within the last like 10 seconds and they were below a certain health percentage you get a bonus so it's again it's just one of those things where it's a little bit added incentive to helping your friends out and vice versa defensive and stuff like that have you guys actually seen this in game yet have any of you guys been awarded it not yet just extra money pretty much i'll take it every time <laughs> yeah i did once to save your kill and it's nice to have a little bit of you know well it's in game so if you haven't seen it you know maybe try to help out a little bit more and you might see it um then this, this next little tidbit, stat tracking updates. Is it just me I, or is anybody else? And, and Jai and Adam and, and uh, Travis pipe in here. I play a match and then I go refresh my stats. Are, are you guys oh, doing that too? No. Tell me I do. I, no, I'm like, how, I'm like, how accurate am I being with my PPCs, you know, or my medium lasers? Like, is it just me? Uh, it, it's not. <laughs> Kyle. End of a session. Of a session no. Okay. Well, do, whatever. Do you have a spreadsheet? You know, do you use your spreadsheet and you write down every single thing? Well, I'm not like going to say, okay, well, what's my kill death ratio? And what I'm saying is, like, how accurate am I with my medium lasers? I think that's a good thing to be able to say. Like, you know, I'm very accurate with this weapon. I need to work with this. Why? And I, the way I look at it is, it's sort of ways to be able to say, hey, via statistics, what weapon do I need to work with? I mean, it. it do you guys feel like that's something a good tool to be able to at least have, you know, some feedback directly to you? Does it answer that question though? What's that? Does it really tell you how accurate you are? Because all it tells you is you hit a mech. So accuracy, I think, is more defined as the component. And it doesn't really tell you that as much. It, does, it tells well, you good info, but... It tells you you hit your target, right? Maybe not what part of your target, but at least it says you hit your target other than you totally missed, right? But for lasers, uh, you know, you, one tiny little brush is considered a hit. How much percentage of that laser actually hit the target? And then couldn't you look at the damage and, and do some math and stuff? I'm, what, what I'm saying, though, is it at least gives you... Okay, it's it's sort of like a BMI. It's not exactly 100% accurate, but at least gives you a good idea of, you know, your your performance, right? That's a starting point. It's definitely bad. I mean, they're making some good points about 
I mean, especially the laser thing. I don't know if it needs its entire own stat, but it would be interesting, right, to see how much of your laser damage is actually applied to the target that you're hitting. Yeah, most definitely. I like it. Um, maybe, let me know if you guys are utilizing Maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm totally just, I'm the only one out of the thousands of people playing MWO. I'm the only one who does it. I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb and say there's someone else, and they're probably in this channel listening as well. Ooh, I got 48% accuracy on my machine guns. <laughs> See, all right. Uh, next item we have up. Oh, and by the way, where you you can find that if you go to mwomercs.com, if you log in, go to your forum, and you click on stats. There's multiple. It doesn't just only show your mech stats. Uh, your weapon stats. It also shows the map stats, which is sort of funny. Someone posted up a link and they had like two threes on all the maps except River City Night. They had it 13 times. Holy crap adjustments. <laughs> I, I had it so many times last night. I was like, really? Like, get anything else? If it's supposed to be like equal numbers, I'm not getting equal numbers drops. Just saying. But anyways, all those little info. That's actually really funny. Um, up until this last patch, I had only seen Alpine Peaks once, <laughs> and now I see it like every other match. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's some variables in there like, okay, well, if you played in a certain amount of time frame, you would see these, Or, but obviously some players like myself, I'll play a little bit, then I'll get off, and then I'll come back on, so different time frames, and you, you know, so I'm sure it's not just tracking you and which ones you were on, but uh, yeah, so... We also have uh, testing grounds. Have you guys utilized this yet? Have you jumped in there and looked at it? Yes, 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 yes. Oh. <laughs> I actually uh, did use it uh, yesterday. I got Alpine Peaks right away, and I just walked around for about a half hour checking out the whole map in my spider. Do you feel that you should be able to select, like, the map or, you know, definitely. stuff like that? Yeah, you, they said you, that was coming, though, so I didn't think it was a big deal. Okay, yeah, definitely. Uh, did you feel that it was useful? I was just going to say, it's extremely useful for someone like myself, Phil, and I think it's going to be very useful for any of the new people getting into this game. And I think it's a hell of a lot better idea than the third-person uh, view, <laughs> it, in my opinion. But, Don't but I mean, say that. Why? Give me a reason why. That's it is a bad better. word around here. Third-person view. I don't care. I, I don't want third-person view. I think it screws up the whole, the whole point of the game, in my opinion. I'm just giving my opinion. That's, yeah, that's, that. that's valid. You tell exactly. him, George. You tell I'm him. Tell him. I'm, I'm going to be sort of Darren here. Anyway, How dare you, wait, boo? Wait, i got to get more fur on my body. Anyway. He's just um, asking questions. <laughs> everybody, this is Duncan Fisher, and I like the testing grounds. Yes, I do. Because for someone like myself who does not have time to play a lot of space robot games, it's a great way to help me learn how to drive the damn thing. And it helps me learn that I can actually run most of the game on my system, which, you know, I don't have a lot of people yelling at me in chat or anything else going, hey, you suck, noob. Yes, I know that. <laughs> so, you know, for me, it's perfect. And I'm just saying I would uh, highly endorse any improvements you can make to the testing grounds. And well, there you have I'm it. Say. And, I, and I agree. There was one thing after I had rolled around on the map for a while that I started to do. All the dummy mechs that were sitting around, I used them to figure out exactly where the um, hit boxes for the heads were and what angles I needed to be at on them. So, <laughs> there you go. Another good reason. That's that's great. See, so I definitely want to be able to select caustic valley costs. That's why I always test my heat sinks on. Oh, so if you're good on caustic, you're good everywhere else, huh? Yep. 
Well, one thing to keep in mind too right now with the testing grounds, it doesn't take in effect your pilot skills that you have, so you don't get like a bonus to heat and stuff. So just keep that in mind, your twist speeds and all that, if you're testing those variables, um, and they're not in the testing grounds when you drop. It's just just the mech them, themselves. So now, obviously- be later or is this like a permanent feature of that particular- I don't know, actually. I, I would think that would be in later. Um, I'm not sure. I don't know if it's if it's client side or if it's server side. I don't know what's going on. I don't know if those things are. And so it doesn't take an effect. I don't know. Um, that's definitely a question that uh, for any of the devs listening that uh, that info would be um, beneficial. We, we'll ask Brian next week. I think that would be a good question to ask. Yeah, I mean, I think it's definitely something that design-wise should be in there. Like, I can't think of a reason why you wouldn't want it in there if there's a technical ability to have it. I think it'd be cool to be able to turn on and off. Does that make sense? To be able to say, hey, I want to see what this uh -huh. mech is completely stock, no, you know, nothing. And actually, you know, I, I, to be honest, I want to see the numbers too. And I, I know it's coming probably, um, but I want to be able to compare, like, what is a Centurion 9 Alpha with no upgrades? Like, what's its speed of its torso twist compared to, hey, I've got uh, Twist X. Um, what does that actually do? What What is, like, so what if it says 10%? Like, what is 10%? Like, what, you know, give me Basically. something to hold on to for like we're online yeah i, I think uh you know you're saying it's 10 percent, but 10 percent of what i mean right now it's just this imaginary thing um so anyways i think it'd be really cool uh so you know i'm sure it's already there the data's there so why not uh just let us know right off the bat so all right guys we got done the next thing is the cicada quirks i'm not a cicada pilot i am going to be diving into it but obviously they did this with the centurion chassis now they did it with the cicada i'm really liking these i've noticed it recently with the 9 alpha and i hopped in like the 9 al the little nuances and little differences they're almost they're very very subtle but there is a distinct difference between them so i definitely like them and uh you know, obviously, as they move forward, they're going to do more and more and more. Phil, can I ask a quick dumb question? Maybe dumb, maybe not. No, when, shoot, man. When you were doing a Twitch event and you were playing with the X5 Hero Mech, I don't mean to be an idiot, but that's a cicada, is it not? Yes. Man, wh what what did you do, dude? <laughs> I got raped. That's what I got. Oh, got no, no, you didn't say that again. Oh, frick. Okay, irregardless, I got basically wrecked. That's what I got. That's what, that's what, I know some people don't like my word, though. I didn't mean to use it, but I got wrecked, uh, basically, in that. So, I'm not a very good pilot. I, I don't know. When it comes to something You're moving an 130. Pilot. Don't give me that crap. That just, you weren't used to that side of a mess. No, I'm not used to it. It's weird watching you get bounced. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> and pretty like much. I like watching you play. You're good, but Jesus, dude. Well, one, I need more practice in it, to be honest. Um, I need to be able to know, uh, and I guess that's why I feel so comfortable in the Hunchback and the Centurion is because I have played in them so much. I know, hey, I, you know, can do this or I can't do that or, you know, type spot. So I guess it's the same thing with someone who's in a, uh, an Atlas pilot or a Stalker pilot. They know the little, it's almost like it, it becomes second nature. So, and of course on the Twitch events too, like <laughs> we get hunted down like dogs, man. Like if people who are watching and I, I, I laugh most of the time sometimes it's frustrating because i just want to play out like it's not necessarily i don't care about the win loss it's like i want a good fight you know like sometimes dude it's just like i'll have eight mechs like literally just coming at me and it's i'm like ah oh, shit <laughs> but no nah, that that doesn't hurt my feelings uh, uh george at all it happens 
Oh, it does. But someday you'll see me playing in there, and you can just have a good laugh, too. All right, so the next thing we have on uh, the notes is uh, the Termaline Desert Map. Um, and this was actually, Brandon, you found this earlier. And this is a picture, it looks like, of a top-down view. Where, where was this? Where did you find this? I found this on, uh, well, basically mwarena.com. <laughs> what is mwarena.com? What, what is that? Like a hack site, I'm guessing. <laughs> well, these files and stuff are in the in-game files, are they not? I mean, yeah. and they just get pulled out. It's sort of like the uh, the 3D uh, models. You can rip those out as well. I actually had someone point me over to the website saying that they had it up as the background, and I was able to track down the through the background the uh, file. Now, pulling up that picture, I mean, it's not... To like it's not like high fidelity or something like that but you can definitely understand the layout of it do we know if this is actually it or is this just uh, like an uh, old version sure, or what uh, a while back um, i'm trying to remember what user it was went uh, data mining in the files and found a, a map with the same name and it looks fairly close to it actually uh, except for that one there was the old old style battle grid map which was uh uh the really blue shaded colors Gotcha. And there looks to be a drop ship. You can see a lot of choke points in there. I'm actually looking forward to this map. They said it's as big, if not bigger, than Caustic Valley. Is that correct? It was, wasn't someone saying that? It's supposed to be... I think they said it's the biggest, though, considering Alpine. I'm not entirely sure on that. <laughs> bigger than be... Alpine? Holy yeah, shit. Well, I mean, that's what it was in the, uh, in the newest post there. They said it was the biggest map they've ever made. But, I mean, uh, I still think Alpine's going to be bigger. Uh, maybe... Maybe in total size, the new, the new desert map's going to be bigger, but I think for playable area, I think it's going to be smaller. If this is the map, looking at it now, it looks like it's going to be a lot of corridor fighting. Yep. Now, Some choke points. Ships? What's up with these dropships? They're always crashing in these maps. Bad I know. And they're, they're like these prized the possessions in the Battletech universe, and here they are, burning. Alright. So we're going to go ahead and move on, and I want to talk about some stuff that came out. And specifically, we're going to talk about consumables. What I did is, again, my place as the host and as MGNG is not to influence your decision. It's basically to bring facts, bring a an adult conversation to, uh, you know, to bear and look at things. I know, right? And look to what you guys think and you know it's one of those things that's really tough sometimes because you know we do skirt the edge sometimes so what i've done today is i've got uh, adam and deity and of course a zomboid here to pipe in and i want to hear what your guys thoughts are because you guys are pretty active in the game some of you like zomboid and i know adam you guys are in uh, unit leader sort of roles of in your particular units so let's go ahead and, and jump into consumables now this came out march 4th and it basically talked about the tier system. Um, and for those that aren't familiar with it, you had basically um, your C bills and then you had your MC purchases. And let's go ahead and talk about the first one up, which is the coolant flush. Now, the facts here, and I'm looking at the, the, the stats, and we did have Brian pipe in and he gave the numbers for this, but uh, he, here's the, the data. It says coolant flush will come in two forms. C-bill purchased and MC purchased. The following shows how to, the two are balanced. And it basically says that uh, the amount of cooling provided by a coolant flush is determined by the number of heat sinks in your battle mech 
and uh, if you do that, a small coolant flush will instantly reduce your battle mech's current heat by 15%, a medium will reduce it by 20%, and they say coolant 1 and 2 are stackable. Each coolant flush will take up to one module slot, take up one module slot. The C-Bill purchased coolant flush will allow a player to trigger coolant flush twice during a match. And then it goes on to say, upon using coolant flush, the player will have the to repurchase. So basically it's one-time use. We, if you've played World of the Tanks or any other uh, free-to-play, this is very similar to how they do it. Now, MC purchased coolant flush is uh, basically, it's determined by the amount of heat sinks. Again, assuming you have 10, is 35% reduction. Now, a large coolant flush is not stackable with any other coolant flushes. It takes up one module slot by itself. And it uh, looks like uh, same thing. Once you trigger it, you have to repurchase it. And uh, they're not stackable, though, the C-Bill and the MC. So you can only you know use the two free uh, two C-Bills together, which are stackable, or use the MC by itself. All right. Let me go ahead and get... Yes. To be clear, do the... C bill coolant flushes also take up a module slot? Yes, one each. So if you were to bring two of them, it would take up two module slots, and the MC would only take up one. So obviously, when this was posted, it it, it exploded um, on the forums, and and, the, and there's valid arguments uh, on both sides. But I just want to ask you guys' opinion, and we'll start with uh, DD. What your initial thoughts were, and uh, do you see this as a positive or negative thing, and why? Uh, I, I don't like it because to me it's like playing with fire, especially when you get into the competitive. Now, on a, on a pug level, it's not going to make a difference. It's a, a one or two, I think two max flushes per, uh, per match. It's not going to be a game breaker on a pug level. Uh, but when you get to the competitive level and you've got people min-maxing as much as humanly possible, uh, people are going to use it as an excuse. Oh, well, you paid to bring the level, the MC coolant flush or the MC artillery strike or... Uh, what have you and that is an advantage no matter what tiny percent of an advantage it is people are going to latch onto that and it's going to invalidate uh, the competitive claim of I won therefore I am better than you they're going to say no you won because you paid for it and why go there so you're saying like uh, let's let's scenario if uh, I didn't have any of this even the MC and uh, you know you were about to die and I was engaging you but uh uh, you were able to flush your coolant and mind you keep in mind this is uh, based on 10 heat sinks and it scales upward so if you do the math and you were basically able to kill me because you were able to flush and, and, and kill me using this it sort of leans to well now if I don't have one I'm at a disadvantage is that what you're sort of saying and multiplied by eight people or 12 people once we get some 12 v 12 going on really I'm, I'm thinking about it at the competitive scene on a one versus one when you meet some random guy in a in a game that you solo queued up for i don't think it's even going to come into play uh, but once we start getting people uh it, with tournaments or even community warfare um, when things are really on the line and therefore people are going to be using every advantage they possibly can when 12 people are all doing this, it's gonna make a noticeable difference as opposed to one guy here and there. We also have to look at, this is a one-time use, right? 
like you press and it poof it only happens once so keep that in mind i know a lot of people had a knee-jerk reaction to it i raised my eyebrow as soon as i heard coolant i was thinking mech 4 or even the living legends type of coolant system they have to where you remember you guys remember the days mech warrior 4 right 70 yard large nova cat you would alpha alpha you'd about to go shut down you tap c alpha again tap c alpha again tap c so it's some valid concerns there and i and i want to um keep you know bring that to mind is i'm right there with you as soon as i saw that i was like oh my gosh but then i read a little bit more and i thought a little bit and it's a one-time thing like you know i'm about to shut down i hit it once now regardless of you know the repercussions what i'm saying is like it's a lot better to me when i read that than holy crap we're about to have the mechware for coolant system and i was sort of like oh crap <laughs> well I think it's interesting and another dynamic to this, it's taking up a module slot. So unlike MechWarrior 4 or unlike uh, Living Legends, where it pretty much comes with every mech, now you're making a conscious trade-off. You're planning ahead to, okay, I'm going to incorporate coolant into my mech, and I'm going to give up something to do that. And maybe somebody else is going to use different things in those module slots. Now maybe there needs to be balance tweaks to the effectiveness of coolant versus the effectiveness of things that could be taken up that slot too, but it opens up a little more tactical gameplay. I have more problem with the MC variant being more powerful than the C-Bill variant, I think. Why, why is that though, specifically? Uh, I think that's a dangerous first step into the golden ammo territory. Any Anytime that you're offering tangible even if it's consumable once only like if you buy this item for a dollar you'll have an extreme advantage over someone that does not have it well i will say we, we've got a few people that are saying oh it's one one shot i want to i want to bring to mind it's actually not one shot uh so for instance i know a lot of people have been using the stalker ppc so if you actually look at it and you do the math you could be at almost a hundred percent heat level and with uh and granted remember this isn't just 35 percent this is at 10 heat sinks how many heat sinks can you fit on a uh assault mech you know single even if it's single heat sinks I've it's seen, a lot I right built a, i built a stalker which had i think what 35 yeah so imagine um and you guys know it you can alpha quite a bit with some of the large weaponry it's usually uh two or three alphas now imagine Right before you're about to kill this guy because he's going to shut down, right? It's like you're on the edge of your seat, and he's able to dump his coolant, and he's out able to alpha two or three more times. How much damage is five or six PPCs or five large lasers? I mean, I'm, I'm literally asking. That's what I'm saying is to keep in mind is it's quite a bit of damage, right? I mean, right there. 40 to 60, basically. So I can understand someone's valid concern of, hey, introducing coolant flush is introducing power. Uh, I'm not talking about MC or C bills. What I'm saying is just the concept is alone is you're in introducing power. And what I'm wondering is, like you said, Greg, is taking a, a module slot. And is it one of those things where if you don't take it, you're always at a disadvantage and uh, it's one of those. But before we get into that, I want to ask, of course, Jai, your thought on all this. Um, well, firstly, call me Zomboid, please. Much prefer it. Within Armed, I've detected there's a lot of dislike and distrust of the current of the consumables we don't particularly like where it's aiming it's not so much the coolant flush it's the fact that there are going to be more and more possibilities for this and in the current way it's um, framed I 
can see some issues of if there was a balance to them more than just taking up a module slot I think they'd be much better um, implemented for example with your coolant flush alright you flush your coolant now um, your heat sinks work at 0.1% less for the rest of the match because you have less coolant in your mech there's a ah, mechanism I... that could um, possibly work again work for it let me let me interject here too is uh, I want to bring something out there you brought up flushing your coolant and then afterwards you have some type of uh, degenerated state of coolant now I do want to bring to your point that um, coolant and this ability to flush your coolant which was introduced with the MechWarrior 4 which is Microsoft never in any previous MechWarrior title was it there it was never in the tabletop except for uh, coolant pods which is different and I want to bring to mind is what happens in your car if you cut your radiator line bad stuff bad stuff right that's how mechs are and it's unfortunate I don't know where this introduction of well where does this coolant come from I mean, you can't just take coolant, like, why do you load up ammo in your weapons? It's because that weapon requires ammo, right? It physically takes up tonnage. Where is this this coolant coming from? Uh, you know, if they're going to introduce coolant, why isn't it taking up crit spaces and stuff like that? It's, <laughs> someone says magic. Well, like you said, well, I, I almost understand where it should be a positive and a negative. You know what? It might dump 35% or however many based on, uh, you know, that time you use it. But... I think it's one of those things where it should be a positive and there should be a slight negative to using it. Like, hey, my coolant efficiency, I just dumped half of my coolant out and now my mech runs hotter. I mean, and that's how I feel like they could possibly balance this one of those things to where, you know, maybe in a, a stalker you're able to alpha or whatever twice before you hit the red line. But after you dumped your coolant, you're only able to, you know what I'm saying? I, I think it's an excellent and very logical point of balance. Uh, someone really brings up. Idea. I hope they do it. Someone uh, brings up uh, cost is the negative. Uh, cost is nothing. Uh, cost is. Uh, uh, we saw it with uh, repair and rearm. Yeah, repair and rearm. <laughs> it wasn't viable. It wasn't fun. Um, MC. If you look at the MC cost of this, is it going to be like ten cents per item? And then uh, they said a few thousand C bills for the uh, tier one and tier two. Yeah, so, five thousand uh, for tier one, seventy-five hundred for tier two. That's really nothing for free. Honest issue, isn't it? Though the more balanced they make it, the less of a reason people have to buy it. And at the end of the day, it's a it's a revenue generation move. And again, that's that's a valid concern or a point discussion topic is. Is this a move by PGI to bring something to the table and start the move? Because I can think of a few things off the top of my head for consumables that have nothing to do with power, but would uh, you know obviously add to gameplay. Is this a marketing thing? Is uh, the publisher behind it? Is IGP behind some of these decisions? I guess my question, and actually, you know, before we get to that, um, Adam, you know, what are your thoughts so far? I hate okay. the idea. It's a giant crutch that doesn't belong in this game truthfully that's my opinion of it but my opinion doesn't matter it's happening i gotta live with it because i'm a realist <laughs> okay so let me ask you though is I, I want to hear why why don't you like it why do you think it's a crutch i, I don't like it because it gives people an, an excuse to not manage one of the core mechanics of gameplay that is in mech warrior online they can basically ignore a good portion of their heat scale and go alpha crazy and not have it it cuts it cuts some skill out of it as i guess what it really bothers me about it 
Now, can I ask uh, you guys, and, and this is my opinion on Heat, I actually feel like Heat right now in MWO is the closest we have ever, ever, ever experienced in a Battletech universe sense in a MechWarrior game. Like, you literally have consequences and actions, and the last time we saw a MechWarrior game, or uh, I should say MechWarrior 4, there was huge disparities in heat balance. There, there, huge problems. The tabletop, there's huge problems in heat balance. I know a lot of people give PGI flack about double heat sinks and stuff like that, but I think we all can realize that, uh, you know, there are some major issues uh, when it comes to this or that, when it comes to heat. But I like, I, I really enjoy the heat right now as far as uh, what's in MechWare Online. I mean, and I guess that's my question is why this? Why coolant? Why something to do with heat when heat to, to me is just, it's, it's there. Like, I feel like obviously there could be a little work with weapons and heat and stuff like that in generation, but actually feel like a lot of people uh, i mean do you guys feel like heat i mean do you like it in, in, in its current state heat right, right now i think it's probably one of the better places that it's been especially when you're comparing to like early beta and stuff like that but right now <laughs> i think it's really fine there's mm -hmm. there's no, no more i don't find anything more fun right now than getting up to about 90 percent heat and then wondering if my two alert uh my two medium lasers are going to be over or not trading blows with an atlas like that's fun to me the only problem I have with heat uh, when I played last week was I think still the missile launchers and projectile weapons are a little hotter than they maybe should be. But overall I'm pretty pleased with how heat works and you definitely, what I like about it is you definitely feel the heat pressure. Even if you're not on Caustic Valley, like, it forces you to keep your eye on it without being completely detrimental to the fun aspect of the gameplay. And I think that's a really important intangible balance to have met. Because that's Battletech at its heart, right? I mean, you read the novels, um, yep. MechWars have to face heat. You know, obviously it's a little bit different. It's hard to simulate that type of heat when you're sitting at your computer desk and we're all, you know, it's it's very, very difficult. But uh, so... You know what you need to do to simulate it? Just get like a whole, you know, tube of that icy hot stuff and just <laughs> rub it all over you. Then you'll be all set. You can simulate MechWarrior Battletech heat to your heart's content. George is like, put it on your like thighs, it. boy. Put it on your thighs. <laughs> if it works, whatever you Officially <laughs> sanctioned USB peripheral. It's just like a gigantic heat blanket, oh, like a heat geez. snuggie, and just there you makes go. you sweat at your computer. I get to see it now, son. What the hell are you doing? I'm in a battle, and I'm immersing myself, mom. Get the hell out. George, oh, laundry, kids. I okay, so to, I need you to say "rub it all over again" so I can record it, put it in a loop, and play it all the time while I'm in game. Okay, so uh, from what from what I get is you guys' main concerns with it is that it gives power to one possible side, one person, when the other person may not have it. So what I'm hearing you guys talk about is basically that it gives you some type of advantage over the player. Like, you guys aren't necessarily against coolant. You guys are against the ability for one player to have an advantage over the other. I mean, is that what I'm getting at? Like, if they would have well, just said, hey, we're going to introduce... Advantage via their real-life wallet over the other. In other words, it's one thing if players can have coolant. Like, okay, I, I do kind of agree it goes against the heat mechanic a little bit, but if there's a trade-off and it's something you also have to manage, I think with a little balancing it could be interesting. But if the best plant, if the best coolant is like 20%, 
that a non-paying player can do, and the other player can do 35%, or even 21%. It's an advantage, and it's an advantage that'll be exploited. Now, and you're saying it's an advantage in the form of MC, which a paying player could have, and so I know a lot of people do not like this term, pay to win. You know, you pay for gold ammo, like we, you know, we've heard and, and seen in, in World of Tanks. I know this isn't weapons, and uh, but, but when it, it allows right? weapons, yeah, when it w they allows heat, which is therefore the ability to if, fire. If you're in an awesome with three PPCs and one player can fire three shots with this 20% cooldown, and then your increased value cooldown from your NC allows you to get off a fourth shot, well, you might as well have an extra set of PPCs strapped to your awesome. Uh, with the coolant flush, one of the things that uh, I see as a problem is the fact that the MC1 does take up one module slot and the C bills take up two. For the fact that the person paying for the MC version has now an advantage over the C bill version because they have the extra module slot which they could fit an artillery strike or an extra extra module slot into it and that is an advantage over someone who's paying with uh, C bills. No, I, I get it. Yeah, most definitely. Alright, so we also have arty strikes which you guys were just talking about and uh you know air strikes before we get in obviously we haven't really seen details on it but i wanted to ask you guys given the current state of the game right you're running around you're fighting would you like the feeling that you just got smacked with a barrage of arty and it just killed you i mean is that something you want to see in the game for those oh, giant clusters of assault mechs yes since i'm oh, yeah. mainly a light medium guy i would love to do that to them Okay, and what if you're in your light uh, and all of a sudden one of these hit you? They'd have to time it perfectly because I'm usually not around other people. <laughs> <laughs> I get you. Yeah, if you well, get hit by it with a light. If you want to think artillery in the game, or in the novels, anytime there's a light mech involved in an artillery portion of the novel, they're usually in the context of being blown to smithereens. <laughs> I got you. Uh, Daniel, what was that? Yeah, I was about to say, if you're on a light and running around and they hit you, that's actually a pretty good skill right there. And granted, we don't know the details about artillery strikes or air strikes. Like, we don't know if there's going to be a delay, per, you know, necessarily how the interface is going to be and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, uh, Travis, what are, what are your thoughts? I, you know, I know we saw this in uh, Living Legends with uh, the, uh, the uh, damn, what was it, the... Uh, artillery yeah and, and the syllabombs and whatnot oh my god the long tom dude that thing was wrecking and jeez I, I loved firebombing people <laughs> i can so, never figure out how to fire it <laughs> when somebody like this new interface is like what is going on i remember rat buddy used to have that thing spot on he could put a long tom in between a set of atlas eyes but i think it entirely depends in mwo on implementation i think uh does it have to have a light mech spotting for it that's a big part of it um or can you just click on your map and put down uh, an airstrike um maybe for an artillery strike you have to have a light spotter but for an airstrike you can kind of go blind i think it, it entirely depends on how they implement it but again they're walking this this fine line of if they implement it and it's too weak well then why would you want to buy it and it'll be a dead item that they put development time into if they implement it and it's too strong then it becomes pay to win so it's a it's a really kind of a tightrope that they're walking here I think they could fix the the idea behind it and I'm hoping they work on a similar concept with it where um, if someone goes sets an artillery strike there's a timer before it goes off all the mechs in that area suddenly get a warning artillery strike incoming and I would or airstrike incoming uh, gives them a chance to try and scatter 
um, obviously atlases will struggle but I'd also like to see those kind of things only allowed in a mech with a co command console if you do not have a command console in your mech you can't add a you can't add the module for an artillery strike you can't add the module for an airstrike because you don't have physically in your mech the ability to coordinate that now, and keep in mind, too, with Artie, and we do have a post here by Brian Ekman, and he basically says, here are some highlights. There are cooldown timers. Cooldown timers make sure there is a space in between shots and prevents a team from coordinating a single mass strike. The CBL version does more damage. It does more damage, but it's slower to the target, which means there's travel times. And then the MC version does less damage, but it's faster to target. Now... 10,000 CB and 25 MC. Only one can be equipped, only one use per match and consumed when used. Now, when I look at it, uh, this doesn't necessarily bother me per se, but like you said, Travis, it is very important to make sure that it is balanced. The reason being is if you're a stationary sniper in the background and someone gets eyes on you and drops one of these on you, like to me, I'm like, well, you sort of had it coming. I mean, you shouldn't, you know, it's it's one of those trade-offs. Like a light mech can literally effectively take out targets, call targets, paint targets. But then on the flip side, can you imagine being like that Jenner full speed on the run and just someone really good uh, skills, you know, pick the right spot and just boom, just takes you out. Like I know everyone in this room, if you were playing in that match, you'd be like, oh shit. Like, oh snap, that was great. Good hit, good hit. Now, to the general pilot, he'd be like, what the hell? But Not um, only that, think of team kills. Uh, people are going to be launching these things off in the middle of a big yeah. brawl. And, oh, man, I get team killed already. And it's now, uh, can I ask you guys a question about team kills? You know, a few other games that I play, it punishes you heavily. I mean, like 10,000 MC, eh, that's a pretty, you know, and considering, you know, like, if I kill someone, yes, I've done it on Twitch too. I don't always mean to do it, and it is a very tricky business like uh, one of our, our listeners is showing. But uh, what do you guys feel like with Artie? Like, you know, I mean, being able to, and is it a, like, is it a single, is it area effect? Is it single, you know, like, is it a, you get hit by it like a shell? Or is it, uh, you know, pops open and spreads over the damage like uh, thunder rounds? I mean, what, what what are we looking at, you know? Maybe mech commander style? It's sort of just, and it's an area effect. It's, uh, you know, center of the, the impact is the most damage. Yeah, I could imagine them doing something like that. It worked well in mech commander. Obviously, different game, but... You know, you knew it was coming, you had an idea what was going to happen, Yeah, and you always try to put those dirty clan mechs right in the center of it. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> mad cat, mad cat, mad cat. So, you know, I think we're all sort of, we're not as, as mm, you know, about the arty and airstrikes, but I think we can all agree that I can, uh, you know, off the top of my head, I can think of a few other consumables they could have introduced that don't have to do with power and coolant. And I guess that's my question. At the end of the day is with heat being as, as like I said, as fun and engaging and as close to Battletech as I feel like, why are we introducing something to do with coolant? And we already do see boats out there. And like you guys said, the regular Joe Schmo players, probably it won't really affect as much. But the way I look at it is, the people on this channel right now, the people listening to this podcast are probably, for the most part, your very uh, uh, diehard fans, competitive players. 
And I feel like it'll just be something that everyone uses because if you don't utilize it, you'll be at a crutch. Now, again, this is just speculation. And of course, we have Brian on next week to be able to clarify it. But one thing I do want to say is thank you guys for having a level-headed adult conversation about a topic that obviously is very heated. And I do appreciate that. And I, I want to say to everyone out there, that is what you need to bring to the table. I was actually sort of, I don't know about you guys, uh, and I do follow the forums, but I, I just was sort of sickened by it. And again, thank you guys for just sort of bringing that, uh, that I guess, uh, cool thinking to it. But we're going to go roll into some of the other topics because okay, there was it, some more. Yes, go ahead, Daniel. We have a bit about the artillery, but really nothing about the airstrikes. I would love to see airstrikes actually be helicopters or, you know, aerospace coming in. And if I'm a Jaeger mech, I won't be able to shoot them down. You know what would be really cool is like a an airstrike that it's you can call it using the map and you can call it from what direction it's coming in so it damages in a line up to the target does, does that make sense so like you can imagine like yeah. target center in a line and you could just you know do 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 down the line they call it yeah a strafing run on them i think that would be really cool i mean aerospace fighter coming from off screen on screen yeah very you are right about that that would be very sweet as a, but as I said, my biggest fear would be if they don't put a limit, as in you have to carry something like a command console, is you'll have teams um, jump in and go, oh, everyone's got an, air, an airstrike, everyone's got artillery. Oh, I may only be able to use it once a match, but my next mate probably can use one. I want to see. One. I want to see an explanation of where does this coolant come from, and when you use it, and it's obviously it's going right because I mean let's be honest, we're talking about MechWarrior and BattleTech. Coolant is in your mech; it's your blood of your mech, and. If, are you are you flushing it over which by the way they're not actually heat sinks uh, for all of you battle tech nerds out there you probably already know this they're heat pumps they're radiators you know if it's if it's pushing the coolant over the radiators it's out of your mech so therefore you should be less efficient at heat capabilities and you know um, I would have no problem with this taking up some weight or something like that I, you know I don't know it's don't it's one of those me. things let's take it to Brian to next week. Yeah, I think that'll be a good conversation. I'm sure, you know, they're willing to explain it a little bit more and we'll find out more details. And I want to bring this to light. This is only an initial proposal. They've said that things will change. And I'm hoping they do listen to their community and seeing the wants nots, you know, uh, what people want and what they don't want and taking, you know, things in stride. And I will say this, PGI has done that. And for all those naysayers out there, well, just shame on you. You can keep being negative, but they have listened multiple times. So I have my trust in, in the group. So let's go ahead and move on to the next questions. Now, we also had a state rewind. Wow, just wow. Lasers hitting their target, registering damage, no matter, I mean, when Aussies are reporting they're doing damage with lasers, you know something is done right. So first off, we'll go ahead and go to our Aussie. What do you think, uh, Jai? I mean, has it been working? Uh, definitely. If you want to ask Taj down there, all I've heard is him crowing about how suddenly his ravens got even more scary because he can hit with lasers constantly now. <laughs> yeah, most definitely. Now, we did have Russ on the uh, Twitch event yesterday, and, he's, and I was, you know, uh, I piped in here or there, and he said that the other weapons, ballistic and all that, will be touched up in the not-too-distant future. And that just that just leads me to believe, like, wow, lasers are this effective now? No more leading my targets. 
like it'll be so nice to where I, when I don't have to lead my you know AC 10 rounds or my SRMs and miss because I gave him too much lead or I didn't lead him enough like PPCs you know because I love my PPCs uh, you know to death. But uh, Adam and 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 Travis and and Brandon, what do you guys feel? Oh, it's been fantastic. Uh, you can notice the difference right away. I mean, not only are they more like you can hit components of light mechs as they're flying around with lasers. Brandon, have you? Go ahead. Go ahead. What was your? Okay. I was say I've I've enjoyed trolling uh, Raven three Ls in my dragon with my two large lasers now. I was going to say I dropped with my uh, hunchback earlier today, and it's really nice being able to hit things with lasers far out and up close. Yeah, and you know that's one of those things. I actually love lasers. A lot of my builds have medium lasers, if anything, and large lasers. So I cannot wait to when ballistics are affected by this and they they do a state rewind for that and you know it is very surprising you look at the uh the explanation they have there in diagrams and like people like really have to understand the mechanics behind the scene when server-side authentication like the mech you're looking at isn't actually there via server it's already a step ahead and firing and this re like it was like oh my god my head just but it's very very cool um to be able to see that sort of thought process and the technology behind it and uh makes you appreciate too how much like design goes into these things i mean it's not an easy thing to design something like that now onto something else so we've got the mech lab details love it i asked about uh having critical spaces free and boom there you go it's in game you can mouse over the weapons it tells you where they are mouse over items it just yes yes and yes it's another you can actually see items mouse over the items in the purchase. Like, are you gonna go buy a mech? Hey, mouse over those weapons. It tells you where they are. Like, I don't really need to ask you guys. I, I, I think I pretty understand, like, you guys feel the same way. Now, is there anything in the mech lab display that you guys feel there could still be additional info added? Oh, hell yes. And it comes down to just being able to um, sort my mechs by weight class and have tabs for it. Tab for my medium yep. mechs, tab for my light mechs. I would kill for that. Maybe even give you the the option while in the mech lab to pre-configure what buttons you're using to shoot certain weapons. So you're saying sort of like, I think they've mentioned mech lab 2.0 UI or something like that. So you're saying like, one, I don't know about you guys, but I want to utilize my 27 inch monitor and my 25 60 by 1440 res. I want to be able to utilize that, be at full screen and I feel like you add that space, you'll be able to see a lot more what's going on. I feel like that's just a, a big thing. Uh, Gogil out in the audience says, a tab for saved loadouts. Yes. What about you uh, guys? Uh, you know, Travis, anything that you're like, you're wanting to see that's not implemented yet? I just want to rename my mechs. Brandon? I think pretty much everything I will look for has already been said, like uh, reorganizing your mechs, renaming your mechs, having a tab for weapon loadouts. I think that would probably be one of the best things. Yeah, someone's asking. Yeah, definitely. I know some people are like, oh, well, you can just alt uh, inner. That's not the same thing, guys. It's uh, no. Uh, David just put up a good thing. I'd like to see also on the bottom with all your mechs, actually a little symbol to say which ones have uh, little symbols for all the modules. So you can look down the bottom and say, okay, there's where my, that mech has my capture module. Oh, look, that mech has my hula girl sitting in its front. That'd be nice too. So if you want to move them, you know which mech you're looking for. Yeah, most definitely. And remember too, this is so much info too. And this is why I think the testing grounds I'd like to see um, a few more things for testing guns, moving targets, maybe some voiceovers that helps the player understand like, yeah, I mean, you guys remember the, the training videos in MechWarrior 3 and 4 and 2, like, 
okay, you know, I'm your, you know, Sibco trainer. You're going to move out to, you know, Charlie Point A. You know, I mean, you know, torso twist left, torso twist right. Now, granted, um, I know it's probably on their to-do list or want to-do list. Uh, it's just one of those things where I feel like it'll add to a new player's experience um, that much more. But uh, let's go ahead and move on. We've got uh, Brian Ekman obviously touched. On that topic, let me just chime in one last thing. Yeah. I saw an interesting post. Somebody said uh, in an LRM OP thread that you should have to complete a level of like two minutes of LRM bombardment. And if you survive, you can move on to play in the game. <laughs> gotcha. Be like our actually, uh, um, comic strip. Actually, Phil, uh, something about the um, that I wanted to add about the Mech Lab. If you haven't used Murphy recently, they color coordinated all the weapons. I would like to see that actually in the Mech Lab. So if you're just doing a quick rundown of what your uh, what's on your arm and stuff like that, you can see oh, red laser, greens missile, yellows ballistic. So you can just sort of like eye by yeah, sort of like Mech Mech Four. Mech Four yeah, had in that. A way, yeah. You know, you know what I'm wondering is how much more they're gonna pour into the current one to where they're like, you know what, hey, we're just not going to do anything more because the new one is coming out and it's going to address all these. So that's what I'm wondering too, is like how much more are they going to add to the current and how much more can they fit really, right? Compared to the new one where it'll probably be all like fancy and smancy and stuff like that. But yeah, I'm looking forward to it too. All right, moving on to MechWarrior Tactics. Uh, we obviously are, you know, promoting heavily the Founders Program. We haven't heard any info I have been talking to them as soon as we can. We'll be talking about it and maybe even showcasing some, you know, gameplay footage. We've been having their uh, devs, and that's Roadhouse Interactive, on the Max Devs and Beer. It's been really nice, and I will reach out to them and see. Hopefully, we can have them again on the podcast, maybe explain a few things here or there. And, uh, you know, I'm really hoping to actually see more info come out of it soon. I'm, I'm excited about it. I feel like it'll be another good addition to the, you know the genre in general um you know and it's one of those things where more info more games why not you know so yeah that's that's all really i have for tactics other than of course we got the founders program make sure to head over there you've got mmo bomb thank you again david monsoon for linking that beta keys if you haven't got one well you have a chance to go grab one and if you don't it is on you not me the Battletech board game, again, uh, this podcast is actually sponsored by Catalyst Games. I'd like to say thank you again to Randall for doing it. We've got the giveaways, which, by the way, will be starting when uh, we do the new website and forum. But one thing I did want to say, again, is uh, hopefully you guys are following along. I actually had someone on TS3 say, Phil, I played my first tabletop game and I thoroughly loved it. I, I don't know who that was. It was someone in the past week and it put a smile on my face because I was like, that is freaking amazing. And they're saying, you know what? I thoroughly enjoyed it. My my buddies enjoyed it. And, you know, uh, hopefully they continue playing and make sure to get some of these uh, little, oh, by the way, I found my uh, miniature that uh, you guys got me. Remember the, the Storm Crow? What was that last year for my birthday? Is that what, when you guys did that, Brandon? Yes, that was last year. It was in the cat litter box, but for the video, um, I'm holding it right now, and obviously this is the Stormcrow. reason why they got the Stormcrow, um, and he had UC do, uh, the, and we had UC on the podcast that one day, and he, and he paints and, and does these miniatures. And the cool thing with, with it was uh, I'd done the, the Stormcrow Ryokin for the MechWarrior Living Legends uh, mod team. Um, I was the uh, modeler for that, and 
so they got it and it was really cool so again thank you for that and i i found it, it was in a box i packed and i totally just uh found it if, um, like a few days ago someone asked dyrus nye that was you phil yes i did the uh stormcrow model for living legends which dd i played that damn thing that thing was straight up evil man yeah I remember the uh, AC-20 variant with uh, four medium lasers. That's like a mini Atlas in MWO. It was ridiculous, man. And it's sleek profile, good amount of speed. I'll tell you what was fast, though, was the Blackliner. Oh, my God, that thing, it was like 130-someone KPH, a medium, uh, or not uh, medium, it was a heavy. It just ridiculous. But all right, so, again, that's uh, one of those things where if you like the Battletech uh, um, board game, uh, the miniatures. By the way, I actually may talk to UC about, uh, you know, for those out there, let me know if you guys would be interested in purchasing some painted, like really good high fidelity uh, miniatures. And if so, I can touch base with UC and sort of sit down and come up with the cost plan and maybe he can get some business going. So if you guys are interested in that, let me know and uh, we'll go from there. Um, Phil? Um, yep. I will make your day by saying very shortly I will be playing my first ever board game once I organize it with Apostle and other armed members. Also, I'm interested in getting some armed. Sweet mech porn. Right in your hand. It can fit in your hand. Alright, we also have uh, MechWare Tactical Command. I told you guys last Wednesday that I would be giving out two posters and these are the tactical command atlas posters i've got two of them ready to go and we will be giving those away at the end of the podcast all right we also have uh mechware tactical command i told you guys last wednesday that i would be giving out two posters and these are the tactical command atlas posters i've got two of them ready to go and we will be giving those away at the end of the podcast all right so facebook we have 2981 people that have liked us and are following us on facebook and i highly 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 promote facebook it is a great way for you guys to get instant notifications of stuff we post and the cool thing is like not all the stuff i post most of the time is on our website so a lot of you guys get uh stuff like that just instantly and it's sort of like yeah directly to you and facebook only so hey if you don't like uh facebook totally understand you can follow us on twitter as well no guts no galaxy and our youtube channel if you haven't subscribed already please do so help us out it gives you a notification when we post up new videos and that's at no guts no galaxy tv and if you haven't done so go to our website register we've got obviously the new website coming i think we'll be able to keep the database so i don't think you'll have to re-register that's something we don't know yet but uh obviously we'll let you know so just uh you know keep that in mind we, we will try to make it as painless as possible and first off i just want to say thank you again to travis jai and adam for being a part of tonight's podcast uh thank you again for uh sort of last minute notice darren was sick he couldn't show up and you know i want a little bit different opinion when it came to some of these topics and you know i really do appreciate you guys being civil about it because at the end of the day i feel like we need more of that in the uh community especially in the forum community i feel like uh being adults and, and being a little bit more mature about things would go a long way. So thank you again. Thank you. And thank you guys to our community, our live studio audience, 
our other staff members. By the way, NGNG is growing quite a bit. We've got a lot of stuff behind the scenes. I just want to say thank you for your guys' hard work. And I want to say thank you to our live studio audience yet again. You guys are awesome. Congratulations to Zimmy and Chevrolet for winning the posters. And of course, we will be doing more giveaways. I haven't forgotten about the Valkyrie giveaway. I was a little bit busy, as I mentioned on the Twitch event. I had a death in the family, had to go away. Then Darren scared me to death this weekend. I thought he was dead, you know, dying or dead or whatever. So, uh, you know, I'll post that up hopefully tomorrow and we'll put it up for a week. So uh, I apologize on the delay on that. But uh, all the other giveaways, the two prior, the Rifleman Larger, have already been shipped. And uh, thank you again uh, to uh, Jerry for buying the video cards, the spare ones I had. That was definitely nice of you. So thank you again. This was your local No Guts, No Galaxy MechWare podcast. We hope you enjoyed tonight's show. This is Phil. This is Greg. This is Daniel. This is George. Until next time, Mech Warriors. <laughs>